Hey, Jesse, it's your friend Jay Armstrong from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm just calling to wish you and Settlers and Bruce a happy birthday. I am so humbled uh, to have been a part of the podcast for so many years. And uh, I guess the one question I have to ask for you is, does Mary still get in the car? Happy birthday, buddy. And uh, congratulations. Keep up the good work. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me today is a return guest. Uh, I have Lee joining me back. Uh, he had so much fun on our first time. He wanted to come back, which is always a great compliment. Welcome back to the show, Lee. Hi, Jesse. Thank you for having me back. It, um, it is great to be here. Yeah, so I heard that uh, a couple of people from your past reached out to you uh, after they they kind of checked out the first episode and reached out to you, right? Yeah, it was it was um, a great experience. It was um, the the podcast went went up on all of the the major platforms and so on, and um, and I also then sort of promoted it through a few of my social media forums and some friends and colleagues and that were commenting um, and were saying that they would give it a listen. And then a few like university friends and stuff who I hadn't been speaking with for quite some time um, also decided to check it out. So um, it was really wonderful to, to reconnect with them uh, and for them to sort of hear how passionate we are about the boss. about Yeah, this. that is great. That, that makes me so happy. Uh, um, you know, th- and I always make that joke, right? When I'm asking the Mary question, like, hey, if you're friends of Lee or whoever my guest and you're listening to this for your first episode, but that does happen. It does, uh, absolutely. Yeah. They wouldn't have, have maybe had a clue what the Mary question was about yeah. had you not contextualized it in, in each episode. Good. Very nice. So uh, today you're going to do songs of your life. And mm-hmm. uh, so let me give you a little as to do the context, right? Uh, this started out um, the sports station that I listened to uh, here in Dallas. Uh, the ticket uh, had a um, every week they would do an episode of biggest band coming to town, biggest show coming to town, and they would discuss all the different live musics coming to the DFW area over the next seven days. And it gave them an excuse to talk about music, to talk about the bands, talk about it. But then when the pandemic happened, no music was coming. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, uh, what do we do? And so they had this where they had the bands of your life. They asked 11 questions uh, that are similar. They're almost the same ones that I'm going to about to ask you, but you had to answer a different band. So you couldn't say, band that you love and band great to see live it couldn't be and and the joke my friends have when we start doing this is 
they made that rule so that I couldn't pick Bruce Springsteen for every answer, right? Um, and so my son, Chris, said, you know, you should change that and make it unique for your show. So I did, and I made it so there's 11 questions, and the answer is songs. And uh, but, the, but the kicker is you can't pick one song more than once, which means... Uh, let's say you love Thunder Road, you've got to pick which category you want to use Thunder Road at because you can't mm -hmm. use it more than once. So how much was this, was this almost immediately you knew your answers or did it take you some thinking? Oh, Jesse, I have been through the mill trying to get this list. Um, so my kind of process for this was to look back over the albums and I made a list of um, basically all of the songs that I really, really like. Right. And that, that's quite a long list at, at the best sure. of times. Um, and then I started to look at the categories and think which ones would I slot in to those categories and a bit of shuffling went on and then it was sort of starting to, to whittle it down. And even from my answers, you might hear me refer to like a couple of others at times because oh, sure. it has been a difficult challenge. It really has. Yeah, when we did this um, for, um, we did the Bands of Our Lives for my other podcast, How Many, um, you know, we had, you know, honorable mentions and we talked about that. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's, we always, uh, we start out with a little bit of negative song you hate, mm -hmm. or at least maybe song you don't get. Okay. So my gut reaction to this question uh, would have been Outlaw Pete. Okay. But actually, um, recently, of course, you did a Songs of Your Life episode with another guest called Catherine, mm -hmm. and she also chose Outlaw Pete. And I would concur with her for pretty much all of the same reasons. I just don't get it. But you had a really useful dialogue um, about, of course, the, the little book, the children's book yeah. that has had been made off it. I haven't read that. I haven't seen that. Um, I should put out there. So I, I should check that out. So I thought, right, okay, since Catherine has recently dealt with Outlaw Pete, I'm going to choose something different. Okay. So um, I've gone with something very recent and quite current. Um, and I've gone with House of a Thousand Guitars. Ah, okay. For this one. Um, and it's not that I hate it. It's not that I think it's a bad song. I think it's maybe to do with placement on the Letter to You album. So you've got the Power of Prayer before it, and then coming after it, you've got Rainmaker, and it's sandwiched in between the two of them. And um, I love the two of those songs on the Letter to You album. And I, I know that, as with any Bruce show, he's an absolute master at raising things up and then bringing the tempo back down. But I just kind of feel like this one falls a little bit flat for me. Um, and I think as well, he chose to perform it sometimes um, for sort of lockdown sessions when he was promoting the album and stuff yeah. like that. And I just think there's maybe better songs off the album that he could have performed. But granted, of course, he had he had no band probably surrounding him for right. the majority of that. So he was doing something more acoustic. So I will forgive him that. But I think um, it's more to do with just the placement of the song. And that's okay. why I don't particularly like it. Uh, my friend Sam talked about that 
uh, he doesn't um, he feels like the he repeats the House of a Thousand Guitars just a little too much. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, so, okay, very interesting choice. Uh, I will keep in mind, though, that Outlaw Pete got a vote again. Um, mm-hmm. It is, Outlaw Pete is not, as I shared, not one of my favorite songs either. Okay. Uh, but um, the, the very good choice. Very good choice. All right. You'll have to keep a tally. Yes, Jesse, exactly. Yes. You know, that's a, that's a good idea. I make notes. Um you know, as I'm talking to every guest. So I have all those notes. I could come back and uh, do an episode maybe because, you know, in September is the sixth anniversary of the show. Mm-hmm. I'll make a note. Maybe that would be an interesting episode to say, hey, this is the songs that have been picked multiple times. So, okay, good. Um, thank you for that idea, Lee. <laughs> all right. Uh, song you think is overrated. Okay. Um, I fear I may be crucified here by some okay. of the listeners. Hey, I picked I picked Jungle Land. Yeah. So I figure I, I took one for the team, right? Like okay. I, you know, I figured that one is that, that maybe reassures me. Good, good. I'm gladly. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go for Glory Days. Oh, okay. It is a great sing-along song. Yes. Um, it is an absolutely great sing-along song. I love the banter that exists between Bruce and Steve, particularly when they get going and, you know, it, it's going home time, it's quitting time and all of that. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes it's maybe strung out a little bit in its live capacity. Um, I think also maybe it's to do with the baseball connections over here in Northern Ireland and the UK. Um it, it's maybe not a sport just as prominent. Sure. Um, but I, I get the premise of it, and I like the premise of it, the idea of looking back and reflecting on your glory days. Maybe it's, I, I'm just a little too young. Maybe I'm just not at that stage for it sure. to, to totally resonate with me. Um, and so those are some of the reasons why I think maybe it's a little overrated. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, you know, that is last song he plays live a lot. Hmm. You know, so interesting. All right. Song that we're going to, we, we've left the negative part of the list. Song okay. that is underappreciated. Right. This, this is probably the category, Jesse, that has nearly caused me the most difficulty. Um, so the one that I'm going to go with, and in fact, both of the songs here that I'm sort of torn between, I think are underappreciated in the sense of because they're quite simple. It's the simplicity of them. So the one that I'm going to go with is Shut Out the Light. Oh, okay. Um, just as I said, the simplicity of the music and the lyrics. I think it's a song that is quite appreciated by some of the fan base, but I may be going from the perspective that Bruce um, maybe... Obviously, in in crafting the Born in the USA album, he felt that it didn't fit um, for whatever reason. Um, and he has a number of songs, of course, that tell the narrative of, of war or veterans and so on. Um, but he put it on tracks and he didn't put it on a main album. So I'm going to go that maybe he underappreciated it a little bit. So shout out the light. I just think um, the story of the man returning home from war, the 
the sense that he's not quite ready to face the homecoming um, that has been prepared for him. The pretense that everything's okay then we're taken to um, his, his wife, his partner getting ready for his return, having ensured that the, the children are being looked after. But it's, it's the chorus, it's the, the mama, 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 come quick, I've got the shakes and I'm going to be sick. Put your arms around me in the cold, dark night. Hey now, mama, don't shut out the light. Yeah. It just, it takes me back to, to my childhood. There's a childhood like innocence of it, of just being and a self-confessed mama's boy where when you were sick and you were ill and even now when you're you're grown up and you're left home yeah. you when you're when you're having a down day or when you're ill and you're sick or bedridden or whatever or something just that loveliness of wanting to call the one person who was always able to comfort you and always able to be there your mother i think it's just such a, an amazing song yeah the really, great really choice good. great 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 choice i, I now I want to go listen to it after hearing you talk about it, right? <laughs> yeah. So, which that's that's great. I, I it was it was a, a difficult choice, but I, I think it's the one that I always come back to. My honourable mention for that one um, was "Stolen Car" from from the River album. Um, and you'll maybe see a trend that there's a few kind of more sort of slower, simple ballads coming through here. But again, I just think it's so minimalist in terms of the music. I think. Um, that it's it's a song kind of where we see a sense of like hopelessness with the character someone who feels as if he his he needs his existence validated and he's about to disappear he's on the wrong side of that and i think that the song is is maybe underappreciated because i feel that bruce's writing within that song demonstrates that he's he's a, about to to take a different direction his songwriting is about to go at that sort of narrative direction and so that sort of foreshadows Nebraska. Um, and and then in terms of sort of relationships and dynamics, Tunnel of Love. So I think that that song is maybe quite underappreciated because of actually the impact um, and the direction of travel that he was was going to eventually go in his songwriting. I, I really like that choice. I, I agree. Um, I was lucky enough to go to four different shows on the river tour when he, Mm -hmm. you know, the latest river tour. And that is one of the songs that I would not have picked as something that I wanted to hear live, but enjoyed it each time. So that's great. Um, So song that you love. Song that I love. Um, I think in, in, when I was last speaking to you, I was saying that the two albums that I was really enjoying at the moment were Nebraska and Tunnel of Love. And I've gone with something off Tunnel of Love. So the reason that I've chosen this song, I think, is because of the emotions that it creates. So I've picked One Step Up as the song that I love. Um, and again, I think it's about the simplicity. If you consider sort of just the simplicity of the actual um, music, it's largely Bruce Solo with Patty just on, on backing vocals. I think, as, as you know, from my, my first episode, I'm a, a secondary school English teacher. And so the, the sort of poetry within the lyrics is something that appeals to me. We start out with with these metaphors. You've got the broken furnace. You've got the car that doesn't start and all yeah. of that. Just reflecting the, this feeling marriage. 
Um, and of course, we keep that in the context of, of when Bruce was writing this and his own marital breakdown with Julianne. Um, and then, you know, we have the image of him wondering whether to hook up with this other girl, but also dreaming or remembering the dream that he had of dancing really tenderly with his wife. Um, and how he weaves the lyrics of one step up and two steps back, the dance move within that. But I think it's the line, the absolute killer line, and this is the one reason that I love it, is it's to do with Bruce's self-awareness. So he, he writes, when I look at myself, I don't see the man I wanted to be. And I think it's just so honest, so deeply honest of him um, to write that. And I think it resonates for particularly a lot of males, just that looking in the mirror um, and thinking, are you doing all you can do? Have you become what you wanted to be, what you dreamt of being in your youth? It's just a song that I think evokes so many thoughts. And that's one of the reasons why I love it. Yeah. Also reminds the line of it's a poor man living in his own skin who can't stand the company, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, great choice. I um, I've talked about this often, but one of the highlights um, when Linda and I went and Sam went down to Houston uh, during the high hopes phase, mm-hmm. um, it was a sign request, one step up, okay. and you know, and and you can Google that. And someone, you know, a, a fan taped it and, uh, you know, it was a sign request and Bruce, you know, candidly says, you have made your bed, sir. We do not know this song, uh, <laughs> you know, and the and it had been very rare for the band to perform it totally. And yeah. it was a great version. Um, and it is a good song. I, you know, I Ton of Love has a lot of I, I really love that album. And so great choice. Great, great choice. Good. All right. Song that you can listen to over and over again. Okay. Um, So I maybe kind of talked there in in the positive categories about songs that are um, really simple and they're quite slow songs. All all of those ones that I've chosen. So um, I think for this one, I, I needed something more upbeat, something that I would want to listen to you over and over again and would make me happy and joyful. So um, I've chosen She's the One. I think um, I, I kind of approached this, Jesse, of if I was on a deserted island and the only song that I could hear again, if I was to listen to some of those other ones, it might make me feel very lonely, very isolated and quite down. Whereas this is something that I am going to, you know, clap my hands with, I'm going to tap on my legs with. It's the Bo Diddley beat. It's the homage to even earlier rock and roll. It's the sax solo. Yeah. It's just a fun song. I just love it. No, that's a great choice. That's really great. Song that changed your life. Oh, the song that changed my life. Okay, so this is where we're going to disagree because I'm choosing Jungle Land <laughs> so, um, for the song that changed my life. Um, I think there's a, a few reasons again for this. Maybe in some way there's the challenge of the lyrics where he, he kind of talks about now the poets down here don't write nothing at all. They just stand back and let it all be. And um, I think 
that that is kind of encouraging and I find that quite encouraging just to make an honest stand about you know whatever um, you think about things maybe even in my my job my career choice a little bit of becoming a teacher and trying to sort of just inspire others and show them other ways of thinking um, and stuff like that but as an actual song um, it's the the individual parts I think as well that, that play into that you've sort of got this mournful sax solo of Clarence um, that when I watch the live in, in New York City version just moves me to tears um, you've got Roy's piano you've got those howls of Bruce at the end and um, I think the other reason that I would put this is why it changed my life I think it, again it's maybe actually to do with placement on the album on the Born to Run album the fact that that is the last thing that you hear on that album is um, just the almost orchestral sense of the music and coupled with Bruce's howls um, it kind of just cements that album's place as one of the greatest, if not the greatest. So that's why I've gone for Jungle Land as having changed my life. Great choice for great reasons. Uh, like I said, I recognize its greatness. It just is not a song that is that is a personal connection to me. Yeah. Um, but I love that choice and I love the idea right that as you as a teacher that line about poets and just letting it be would speak to you right because mm -hmm. you are someone that believes in the power of the written word and Absolutely. you know yeah. you you try to in your class with your with your students try to pass that the passion the love of that written word to them mm -hmm. so that they can take that on you know there is so much about teaching that is preparing um, the young students to to cope with life, right? But there is something beautiful about teaching them to something that can bring them joy the rest of their life. Like if it's that's why I believe in arts, you know, in school. I believe that you should yeah. have art, you should have music, you should have this. So yeah, I think that's a very very uh, touching thought and and I really appreciate that that's that's nicely done thank you uh okay um song that surprised you okay song that surprised me um again I think I remember saying on on the last appearance that I had here with you Jesse how uh, uh, my second concert with my dad when Bruce came out at the King's Hall and did this yeah. little mini acoustic set that um, Maria's Bed really surprised me. It was a song that I kind of liked but hadn't paid much attention to. Um, so I was almost going to choose that, but I haven't. I have gone with Harry's Place from High Hopes. Ooh, I love that. So why did, why did it surprise me? Why did I choose it? I think Bruce, he's written about sort of the underbelly of society he's yes. written about shady dealings going on um and things happening but i don't think he's done it just quite so overtly um and really focusing in sort of on kind of like the gangster side of it um i love i actually really enjoy this song i know it's a song that maybe not a lot of people like but i i do quite enjoy it i think there's this kind of 
I've heard it described as sort of funk noir, and I thought that captured it actually really well. Um, it's dark. There's quite a bit of swearing in it, um, but he makes it sound quite cool, if I can say that. Um, he makes it sound quite cool. Just the idea of all these characters, um, Fowler, McGowan, and Officer, and so on, checking it at the door, who you are. Um, it is a song that was made for the Sopranos, um, had they been on the same timeline. I just, I, I really like it. It surprised me, and I really like it. Oh, it's a great song. I, I love that. Absolutely. And I like the idea. Um, Linda and I are in the middle of a Sopranos we watch okay. uh, to get ready for the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're right. That does fit. It fits in perfectly. All right. Song that is a guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Uh for this one, I turn to the River album again. And there's a lot of guilty pleasures uh, on the River album. Uh, this one actually might not be the most guilty that I could have chosen, but I'm, I'm going with it. So I'm choosing Cadillac Ranch. Um, Cadillac Ranch nice. is just rowdy fun. Um, it's, I think Werberus kind of creates this full-on rocker persona, Elvis-ish stylings going on with his vocals. Um, It's full of innuendo and sort of double entendre. Um, Again, just thinking back to sort of a concert memory, I I was down in Dublin. This was the third concert that I had been at out of of the three that I've seen with my wife. And I, I remember recalling to you that there was this young couple that as soon as the opening notes of Cadillac Ranch started, um, she hopped on top of him, on top of his back, and they were just in bliss. And um, that, that I think, has just cemented it as my guilty pleasure. I, I love it. I think that is a great choice. And, you know, there is a lot of difficulty questions in all of them. And uh, I think in a lot of ways, guilty pleasure is one of the weirdest ones because, you know, you, you love them all. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think it is that can be difficult to choose what is a song and what is a guilty pleasure. Um, I've often heard many people say they don't believe in guilty pleasures, that if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. But uh, great choice. I love it. All right. This is kind of a follow up, uh, but song you wish you had seen live. OK, there are a number from. Western Stars and Letter to You again. I think sure, we, we kind yes. of mentioned mentioned those before. Um, I I definitely remember saying about how much I've enjoyed Rainmaker and If I Were the Priest, but the song that I have to see live and I I have to see this song before you know anything happens to the man or he wraps up or whatever. Yeah, I have to see Racing in the Street. Okay, yeah, great um, choice. Why Why is that? I think it's because it reminds me of my best friend, who mm-hmm. is a, a guy called William. And we have known each other from high school and we are still best friends to this day. And one of those things, whenever we were um, in the upper ends of our, our high school that kind of cemented that was, was car culture. Okay. We, we loved cars 
and we loved going, taking our, our cars and going cruising down the promenade here um, nearby in, in Port Stewart. And um, I think it just reminds me of that, that idea of the car culture, the racing in the street. Um, it's the piano and the organ. If, if I had to answer that question slightly differently, Jesse, such as like, which is a version of that that I wish I'd seen live. Sure. Um, the, the Paramount Theatre recording from 2009 that accompanied the Darkness box set, um, where it is just the band, essentially. Um, and I think it's one of my all-time favourite performances of the song. Again, if, if any of the, the listeners want to recommend other versions to me, um, please do so. But I think just Bruce sings the song and the camera is so intently focused on his eyes. And as he finishes the last lyric before they move into the, the musical passage of it, it just kind of hangs there. And they sort of, it's, it's Roy on the piano and then Max comes in and it's quite sort of restrained. They're holding back a little bit and it just builds to this amazing crescendo where, where the outro, outro is just majestic. So the song that I have to see live is Racing in the Street. Oh, I love that. That's a great choice. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I've joked about it. it's their version of, um, you know, a Beach Boy song. Like Girls of the mm-hmm. Summer Clothes is definitely a Beach Boy song. But, um, you know, Little Deuce Coop and, uh, you know, Shut Down and all these, you know, Beach Boy car songs. Mm-hmm. And to have him do a car song, because basically that's what Racing in the Street is, yeah. uh, is just amazing. All right, last question. And this was a tough one. Um, and the answer is all of them. But you have to <laughs> pick one. Great song to see live. Okay. I, um, I had three kind of in contention for this. I okay. almost chose 10th Avenue Freeze Out. Oh, great choice. Great choice. Um, because I just think it brings together the band. It's the story of the band. I, again, it's just, it's essential listening. Um, I almost chose Atlantic City. Ooh, um, good song. And again, I'm, I'm kind of thinking back to, and I know there are other versions and, and you have the definitive album versions, but I, again, of both of those songs, I love the Live in New York City DVD. I think the performances of those are, are fantastic. Yeah. Um, but what have I gone with? I've chosen darkness. I've chosen oh, darkness. In the okay, of interesting. Um, and I think that whole album of darkness is is about struggle. Um, I think struggle to survive, struggle to keep your own your own spirit alive, um, despite what your circumstances and what's going on around you. And when we go to one of Bruce's concerts. All of us as the audience are coming from all different backgrounds, all different circumstances going on in our lives. But we get to stand beside someone in a community of fans. And we're all on that hill. If, if we take the lyrics, we are right. on that hill. Tonight I'll be on that hill because I can't stop. I'll be on that hill with everything I've got. And we are there. We are there with the band and they are there with us. Um, and you, if you've never been to a Bruce concert and one of the concerts that I got to was when he 
He practically opened with darkness. It just cemented the thought that I am here. I am on that hill with this band. Um, it's it's a brilliant song to see live. Oh, so that's the, great choice. Great choice. Um, I love that. That is good. Um, Lee, these are great choices. Jesse, I well have done. To, uh, thank you. I have to maybe, I was going on um, uh, the little reference page that you sent me in the email of this. And I'm wondering if we have missed one of the songs or one of the categories. I think we've maybe missed the song that made you fall in love with Bruce. We did. Yes. <laughs> yes, we did. Thank you. I am so glad. And um, the only reason that I, I, I would have let that slide, but I feel this no, is... No, no, no. You should know. <laughs> I'm taking so, notes and just to give pull the curtain back, right? I accidentally mm-hmm. put She's the One under a song that made me fall in love with Bruce. And mm-hmm. so so I was going through that. Yes, I did miss that one. This is an important one. Okay. Very good. I'm glad. So for the song that made me fall in love with Bruce, I'm going to go for Backstreet. Ah, uh, great choice. Um, I think a lot of it is down to the music in this one. I, mm-hmm. I again recall saying to you that I'm very much drawn and probably when I look back at these, I'm very much drawn to a lot of like the piano led songs. Backstreet's is one of those, that opening of Roy's that again is just so majestic. And then, then you build into Max's drums and they're just punctuating it. You get the crescendo of the guitar solo in and around the middle. Bruce's vocals on this track is just outstanding. Um, he just goes to another place similar to Jungle Land, I feel. Um, but there's there's an urgency and there's a passion in this song. And I think Backstreet's just covers loads of those themes like friendship and youth and loyalty and love and betrayal and all of those themes that a lot of his catalogue would develop further. Um, I also think, and again, this is probably the English teacher in me, I love a little bit of the ambiguity of Backstreet's because there's been a lot of debate over Terry and yes, the relationship is. that exists between these two characters. Is Terry a girl? Is it um, a, a relationship in terms of sort of a love relationship? Is it is Terry male? Is it a friendship? Is it more than a friendship? I love the ambiguity that goes on there and just how open to interpretation the song can be as well. So to me, it's just essential, Bruce. And that is the song that made me fall in love with him. I, uh, that is a great choice. I, I love that choice. And I'm so glad you caught it on your notes so we didn't miss that. That would, I'm, would have been sad. Um, Lee, I love all your choices. Uh, you can tell you did a lot of thought to it. So uh, well done, sir. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> there's uh, just, there's yes. so many. You know, you're you're whittling down a man who has what five hundred odd songs down to eleven, um, and yeah. it's it's an impossible task. And they could change on any given day, so they could, Jesse. But I think this was sort of the direction of travel and where I'm at right now. And this was my selection. There's at least you know eight or ten others that could have been interchangeable with any of those. Absolutely. Um, you know, I I always think it's interesting, right? You you did not pick. Born to Run or Thunder Road, mm-hmm. would, you know, in either end of the categories, which many people argue his top two songs. 
Uh, so it is absolutely great choices. Well done, sir. Um, so Lee, I- any final thoughts you want to share uh, about the selections or kind of the process? I think um, I think the thing that that did stand out to me is that just on, on sort of looking back on them, a lot of them are uh, relationship songs. I think. Um, and not necessarily about a, a male-female partnership. It could be a friendship. Um, it could be a relationship with a community. It could be a relationship with your society. Um, I think there's a lot there about relationships. I think um, I think I've tried to cover quite a bit of territory, but I did notice that there were there were some albums where I I wasn't really plugging songs from. Um, and that surprised me a little bit because as, as someone who, as I say, has spent a lot of time at the moment thinking about Nebraska and, and Tunnel Love, Nebraska, there's not a song features. Um, and I would love to have got in the title track of Tunnel of Love somewhere. Sure. Um, Promised Land isn't there, 10th Avenue Freeze Out isn't there, even though it got an honourable mention. Um, the rising isn't there, so there's the man just has has so many songs. It's just oh, impossible. absolutely. So it is, but um, no, I'm happy with my choice. And you know what? I think if um, if we were to put these songs onto CD or MP3, and that was all that someone handed me, and I had to just listen to these for the rest of of my life, I think I I would be okay with that. That is a very good thought. Well, very cool. All right, uh, Lee, if someone wants to reach you, mm-hmm. how can they? So, um, as I said the last time, Jesse, I'm, I'm sort of on Twitter just um, to keep uh, abreast of things, really. Um, but I, I do reply if, if someone wants to message me. So on Twitter, my handle is at Lee770. Yes, and uh, if nothing else, you're on there. So that um, when I post the new episode, I can highlight you. Yes, very nice. Uh, Lee, this was wonderful. Thank you again for waiting on me. Once again, pulling back the curtain. Um, we're recording this on a Sunday morning. And, uh, you know, I I thought I'd set my alarm, but I hadn't. And so um, my wife had gone to mass, came back, and she's like, hey, Jesse, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. She goes, did you have a podcast? I go, oh, it's not till 1030. Well, it's 1040. Holy moly. So uh, thank you for waiting for a few minutes. And no I appreciate problem. it. Uh, listeners, if you want to share the songs of your lives, reach out to me. Uh, setlessingbruce at gmail.com. I'd love to have you join me and talk to it and share your songs of your life. For now, we're going to call it quits. Please go get vaccinated. Please remember to wear your mask, to remember to wash your hands, remember to social distance, and let's all be good to each other because that's how we're going to get through this. For now, thank you, Lee. Thank you, listeners. And we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlessingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. 
We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listing Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.